You are now tuned in to No One Watches Regular News, hosted by me, Kerry Bogar, and this is episode 101. Shows a St. Helena bus driver violently beating a student on his bus. We really need to warn you that what you're about to see is very unsettling. Late tonight, we've learned the bus driver has been arrested. Unsettling indeed. The St. Helena Sheriff's Office identifies the bus driver as Jerome McNabb. They arrested the 72-year-old. The school system says they're aware of the incident and also turned over the video of the beating to investigators. The school system says McNabb was a driver for a bus company contracted by the school system. The child's family, as you can imagine, were highly upset tonight. We'll continue to follow this one. Welcome back to another episode. Um, the audio you heard of this story came out of St. Helen Parish, Louisiana. Okay. In this story, the man's name is Jerome McNabb. He is 72 years old. He's a bus driver. Okay. In the video, you see Jerome McNabb punching and then he kicked a student on the bus. So this is a child, a a teenager. Now, clearly he's in the wrong. Why is this man that is 72 years old, who's a bus driver, punching and kicking a student? It's assault. As a result, he was arrested for it, right? The parents were upset, and rightfully so. But also in the story, as I read it, the student was also the one that provoked him. So at some point, as the student got on the bus, I guess the student was being unruly, not behaving, behaving in a bad way. This student proceeded to spit and punch the bus driver. For whatever reason, I don't know. And then as a result, Jerome McNabb responded to what happened to him. Now, he's in the wrong. He's not right for what he did. He's in the wrong. But you have to ask the question. What's going on with the youth? Why can't the youth understand that you have to respect older people? You can't just walk around putting your hands on people for no reason. And you think it's okay. It's, it's for laughs. It's for TikTok. It's um, um, for social media. You can't do these things. And we constantly see and hear stories in the news lately of teenagers behaving badly, children behaving badly. And it's getting worse. It's getting worse. So here's a student that's now the victim because this man that is 72 years old assaulted this student. Now this is the victim. At first, this was, this was not just, oh, you're just a victim. You, you was also the one that was provoking him. In this case. And now Jerome McNabb, the bus driver, has to be arrested for it and also put in jail. And he'll have to go to court for this as well. But what's going on? So it's a reason why I named this episode either it does or it doesn't. Because we have to make up our, our minds 
on what we want as black people. Either it does or it doesn't. Either you're going to complain about racism or not. Either your your children behave like they're supposed to behave or you're going to complain about the so-called system. You're going to complain about how it's a prison, a school-to-prison pipeline and how you have to blame white people for what's going on. You have to make your mind up. Now, every single black person thinks the exact same way. Everything boils down to what you think, your thoughts. And we don't always think the same way. We don't always have the same thoughts. And this is what's happening right now with the youth, with the children. This is what we're seeing. This next story says a high school student uh, is expelled from school and loses full ride scholarship after posing with guns on her prom pictures. Now, the part where she loses her full ride scholarship, that part is not correct. Okay. But let's talk about a female posing with guns for prom photos, for pictures. You ask the question why. So in the photo is this young black female. She's in a purple or white dress and she's posing with guns. The young man next to her is pointing the gun at the camera. And we all know what this means, okay? For young black men, the target is already on your back. America sees black children older than what they are because of how they behave and how they dress. This is a fact. This can be proved with data, okay? Again, young black men and women are seen older than what they are because of how they behave and how they dress. This is a fact, okay? So when I seen the photo, why would a young black female pose with guns on for prom photos? Why? A female in a prom dress, she's supposed to be a princess, a young female, a girl, very feminine, that, you know, that thing. That's what I think when I see a, of a young female in a prom, a prom dress. When I see a young female in a prom, a prom dress holding guns, the image changes now. Is she violent? Is she in a gang? Does she sell drugs? This is what America thinks. So now the target is on the back of young black females. All right, and this is what you have to understand. Either it does or it doesn't, okay? And then I was reading the comments uh, under the photo, and people were talking about, well, young white females do it, you know, why can't the young black girl do it? Either it does or it doesn't, y'all. Either you think that racism exists or it doesn't exist. You have to make your mind up. See, whenever you say, well, it's unfair because a young white female does it, by default, you're admitting that I just don't think or believe racism is real because it's unfair that the young black girl is judged because she's posing with guns and the young white female is not judged the exact same way. We're admitting by default that we don't believe or think that racism is real. 
But if you had discernment and good judgment and make the right choice, you would say, uh-oh, I don't think that's a good look to pose with guns for a prom photo. And you ask the question, why? Because we all know how America judges young black females and men based on how they dress and they behave. So I don't think it's a good idea to pose in prom photos with guns. No, what we'll do is we'll complain and say it's unfair. And then don't even know it by default. You're admitting that I don't think that racism is real. So why would anybody with any common sense say for a prom photo, I want to pose with guns? Anybody with common sense would not do that. But we do shit for social media, for TikTok, for Instagram, for a trend, a challenge, whatever. We, we see these young, the youth, these young people, teenagers doing this all the time for likes. And it's becoming costly. It's beginning to cost us our image and how we are portrayed. And it's damaging us. And this is what people don't understand. I just feel like this story was just unusual in how people didn't use common sense. Versus people saying, look, uh, this is a bad look. People were complaining about it. It's unfair the white girl does it. And it's not just the exact same way. You already know why she is not just the exact same way. What's understood does not have to be explained. But it seems like nowadays... Black people spend too much time explaining shit that does not need to be explained. It doesn't. But we want to try to do it to make our case and and, uh, say how it's unfair. And you know why. Fort Myers, where a teenage boy died trying to save his girlfriend. The two were hanging out in a field when a fight broke out right across the street. The couple got caught in the crossfire, and that's when police say 16-year-old Damari Jackson pushed his girlfriend out of the way and took the bullet. Took my sweater off, put his head on my lap, and covered up the wound until the cops got there. He did try to speak to me, but nothing came out of his mouth. I told him I love you and that you need to stay with us. People care about you. And then I gave him a kiss. Jackson died at the hospital. A 19-year-old boy has been arrested in connection with that shooting. So you heard the audio of the story was about a teenage boy who died while protecting a teenage girl during a shooting. So his name is Damari Jackson, and he is being remembered as a hero for what he did. Um, Just 16 years old, a Fort Myers high school student and football player. And this young man is a hero. He, he was just in the ninth grade. He's described as a neat kid, a very good kid respectable young man um sadly in the wrong place at the wrong time uh damari was not the intended target um and in the article it said that he was wounded sunday evening just hours after his baptism and he died at the hospital of his wounds so the young man that fired the shot his name is sincere trees 19 years old also a south fort myers high school student and football player was accused of firing the weapon. He is being held without bond 
in Lee County right now. So this is a very sad story of a young man. When the fight broke out and shots were fired, he, he put himself in harm's way to save someone else. Great story, man. He's a hero, but a very sad story. I just see too many kids just kind of walking around. Foot traffic at the Parks Mall at Arlington. After 8 o'clock, what they need to be out for without an adult. Is about to go in a new direction. Wanting to be able to go out and like shop and enjoy yourself as a kid. Starting this Friday, kids under 18 coming to this mall will have to be with a supervising adult 21 years and older after 2 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. I just agree with the curfew, really, I do. It'll work. It'll cut down on the crime. I do think 2 p.m. might be a little too early for that. The mall's decision comes after Arlington police arrested multiple teenagers for a large fight at the Parks Mall Saturday night. Like when my daughter gets dropped off at the mall, um, she even tells me that she sees just way too many fights. Kids under 18 I talked to today say they come here and spend money, and so if they can't find a supervising adult available to be with them, they won't be here spending money. No one's going to be like, oh, I'm going to take off work at 2 p.m., take my child to the mall. But I also kind of can see both sides. Mall officials told me they're implementing these new rules as a last possible resort. That the decision to do this is not something they take lightly. Over the holidays, Hewland Mall in Fort Worth puts a similar adult supervision program in place. And officials say it's been effective. Just drop them off at a reasonable enough time so they can hang out with their friends and just have to be back to pick them up. Starting Friday after 2 p.m., mall security will be at all mall entrances to check IDs of visitors who appear to be 17 years old or younger. One supervising adult can accompany up to four 11 to 17-year-olds. Maybe it'll make a better mall experience for adults that actually want to come and do shopping. In Arlington, I'm Eric Placencia. So you heard that new segment. Uh, that was at the Parks Mall in Arlington, Texas. Um, they put in place a new curfew, and this is in response to disruptive behavior uh, that they're seeing from teenagers there. So in the article, it said that it's called the um, Parental Guidance Required Program. Okay, it will mean anyone under 18 must have an adult chaperone after 2 p.m. on Fridays and on weekends. The adult chaperone must be at least 21, mall officials said. It says the move comes after several teens were arrested after a large fight at the mall that happened on the weekend. So due to these, the disruptive behavior, the mall felt that this is the, the best move to make sure everyone is protected is to put in place a new curfew system. Now, some people don't like it. They disagree. It's discrimination. So this goes back to what I was saying. Either it does or it doesn't, right? So on one end, your behavior caused the mall to react and say, look, we need a curfew. And then other people are saying, we don't like this. It's wrong. It don't matter now because you made the choice. No different than the young lady posing with guns in the prom photos. And the excuse and the reason is what the white girls do it. In this case, I've seen a lot of black kids at this, at this mall when I went, when I've, I've gone the times I've gone. I've seen a bunch of unsupervised black kids. And I always say, man, this is a bad look. It's, it's a bad look. So in the article, this is what it says also that um, that at every single mall entrance now, it will be trained public safety officers at every single entrance. 
during curfew hours to check IDs of anyone who appears to be 17 or younger. If someone can't provide an ID to prove that they are at least 18, they'll have to be accompanied by an adult to be allowed in the mall. And this is to ensure that everyone is safe because of the behavior of a few and what they're doing, this calls the mall to say, look, we need a curfew in place to make sure that we keep certain people out of the mall. So yes, is it discrimination? Absolutely. But it's needed though. It's something that has to be done to make sure that these kinds of things, fights don't happen, don't want to get shot. This has to be done. And yet we still complain about it and say it's wrong. It's racism, discrimination. They're uh, targeting the, the black kids, of course, because it's the black kids that's doing it. If you don't want to believe that racism is real, the behavior has to change then. Change the behavior. Don't pose with guns in photos. Don't sag your pants. This is what has to be done. So the mall put in place a new curfew because of the behavior of children. Students in DeSoto are starting their spring break a day early after a substitute teacher was hurt in an altercation with students. So this happened Wednesday and much of the incident was filmed on a cell phone and it's now going viral on social media. Yeah, our Suzanne Bruner joins us here in the studio with the latest because the district is trying to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again. It never should have happened in the first place. Exactly. And they're doing several steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. Now, even though it happened at one school, all classes at the DeSoto ISD is going to be canceled today. And actually, here's a tweet that they shared late last night saying no classes um, Friday. That's today, March 11th. They're going to start spring break effective uh, today. But they're going to hold a planning day instead. And these are the three things they're going to focus on, safety, climate, and culture. And this is all coming down to uh, after the district had confirmed that several students had attacked their substitute teacher at DeSoto West Middle School. Video of the attack was shared online. Both the teacher and the students threw chairs at each other. A DeSoto ISC representative said the students attacked the teacher first. Now, one of the viral photos in particular appears to show blood streaming down the substitute's face. Paramedics were called out to the scene to treat him and he's expected to be okay. We are not sure at this time what started at all. We're waiting to hear details on that, but district officials tell us everyone will be held accountable. Starting Monday, March 21st, students will see some changes when they go to school. Every school will have extra staff in the hallways and the common areas. There will also be increased access to student support services. Also, students will not be allowed to use cell phones, earbuds, or headphones during school. Now, in addition to these three things right here, each campus is going to require mandatory parent meetings that will focus on safety and security. All right, so you heard the audio, man. Uh, that news segment was about a teacher that was attacked So, in DeSoto. So this happened in DeSoto, um, and... As a result, the school had to take action and make the adjustments needed to make sure that, that this does not happen again. Um, in the story, it says Larry Broomfield. Now, his name is Larry Broomfield, the teacher that was attacked. Um, he wanted people to know that he did not want to pay any students in a negative light. Broomfield said the student who threw a chair at him was just a child. 
Broomfield said the student needs support. Now, in the story, the student walked in the classroom. This student was not on the road to be in the class. He was then asked to leave. The student refused to leave. At this point, the assistant principal got involved, removed the boy from the class. The boy then came back cursing and throwing a roll of paper towels at Larry Broomfield, the sub. Larry Broomfield asked the student, why did you do that? He said, because I felt like it. So there were some words exchanged. Uh, this, uh, this is what Broomfield said. He did engage with the student verbally, something he regrets. But he didn't expect a chair to come flying across the room. In the video, you see Larry Broomfield bleeding from his face. In the story, lastly, it says this. This all took place while students recorded it all on their phones. Larry said about four to five students tried to help him, but most gathered with his attacker, laughing and cheering. So like I said, man, it's either it does or it doesn't. And this is what I mean. When black people got cell phones with cameras, they can record themselves, take photos. It fucked everything up. During the civil rights movement, white people only cared because they saw black people as innocent, church-going folks. They didn't bother nobody. They didn't commit crimes like that. In 2022, we're seeing videos of black men with guns, sagging the pants. We see this all the time of what we do on our cell phones. We, we will record ourselves committing crimes, doing stupid shit. And then turn around and say it's the system. It's white supremacy. It's white folks. You cannot do both. You cannot record yourself behaving badly, doing stupid shit, and then turn around and say that it's racism, discrimination. You're asking white people for equal, you know, to be treated equally and fairly. You can't do that. Because what you're doing is you're splitting your energy, going both ways. You're doing things on camera you should not be doing. Like in this case, you record a fight and people are cheering and laughing about it. And then at the same time, you got people saying that we should be easy on these students, these kids, and don't be so hard on them. But this is the result. People are going to openly practice discrimination against black people, especially young black people, because of what we put on fucking social media. What we record, what we post. This is how they see our behavior. So back in the day, they didn't see this because there were no cell phones back then. We could not record ourselves behaving badly and post it online. So the white people saw black people as... I only like you, I dislike you because of the color of, of your skin, not how you behave. Now it's how you behave and also how you look. You sag your pants. You're not being respectful. We record ourselves doing dumb shit, like these kids in the classroom recording a fight happening. A student is attacking a teacher and they want to record it and post it. And then turn around and make it seem like the student maybe was innocent and did nothing wrong. There was a story not far from um, where I live at, 
in Texas, a student brought a gun to class. And apparently this student was being bullied. Now, this was a story. This student was being bullied. But that was not the full story. This kid brings a gun to school and uses the gun in self-defense. And then the family claimed he was, he was being bullied. But then the full story came out. This kid was involved in criminal activity. Like I said, I man, you cannot do both. It, either it does or it doesn't. So when it came out, this kid was involved in criminal activity. That killed the whole narrative that he was being bullied. Now, this kid was also involved in some shit, too, as well. But people played the whole victim card. Oh, he's being bullied. He's a nice kid. That was not the full story. So, like I said, man, you cannot do both. We cannot sit here and keep doing both things and, and think that we should be treated equally. It don't work that way. A young teenager going to a sleepover never thought a game of ring the doorbell and run would land him in the hospital. It happened on Long Island's North Fork in the timely hamlet of Laurel. As CBS 2's Jennifer McLogan reports, the birthday party ended in near disaster when a homeowner grabbed a shotgun and started firing. On beautiful Peconic Bay in the heart of the North Fork, a group of seven young teens gathered in the hamlet of Laurel for a birthday party sleepover. Amid trampolines and backyard fun, several scattered for a do or dare at a random house nearby, ring the doorbell and run. We had several kids that were running around the neighborhood, knocking on doors and running away. And one of the residents uh, felt that Somebody was trying to get into the house, felt threatened, felt frightened, and uh, woke up the male occupant of the house who went to the back door and discharged a shotgun. It was 9 p.m. Thursday. Here are the gunshot holes at the door of 64-year-old James Mosier who fired the shotgun at the boys striking a 15-year-old, apparently believing they were intruders, not pranksters. We spoke to Mosier after he posted $20,000 cash bail. What can you say, sir? Nothing. No comment at all? The 15-year-old at first was unaware that he had been shot in the upper right arm. The wound was so serious, the child had to be airlifted to the hospital where he remains under observation. Neighbors in this bucolic community are grateful it wasn't much worse. As a message, they are saying that it was a shooting around here. I, right away, I got all scared. There's probably a lot to uncover and to know here. I think we just feel for everybody involved. According to the felony complaint, Mosher was charged with assault, recklessly injuring a child under 18 by discharge of a firearm. He will be back in South Hold Town Justice Court April 27th on the North Fork. Jennifer McLogan, CBS 2 News. So I've seen two separate studies, man. One was done on TikTok and one was done on social media. And based on the studies... It was suggested that parents do not let their child get on social media, especially TikTok. Because TikTok is going to increase the suicide rate among teenagers. It's happening right now anyway. But if you're a parent, man, and you let your child get on social media before they turn 16, 17 years old, I think you're a bad parent. That's my opinion. I think you're a horrible fucking parent. I think if you're a parent and you do somehow allow your child to get on social media, at least go through their fucking phone. Be nosy. Look at what they're doing. So in the story, James Mosier, 
shoots a 15-year-old boy with his shotgun because he knocked on his door during a game of ding-dong ditch that could have been deadlier. This boy could have been dead. So James Moses did not know that this was just a game. He thought it was serious. He thought that someone was trying to break in his home. At least that's what he said. But let's say that some kids are playing a game like this called Ding Dong Ditch. They go to a door, they go to knock on the door, and the child gets snatched up. Gets snatched up, gets kidnapped. Because they're playing a fucking game. Man, I just watched the uh, on on uh, Netflix the uh, John Wayne uh, John Wayne Gacy story, and what he did. And this guy was sick. So if you're a parent, man, please, please go through your child's phone. Just don't give them a cell phone, and let the phone fucking raise them. Let social media raise them. Go through their phone. Look at what they're doing. Look at who they're talking to. What social media apps they're on. Go through the DMs. Ask about their friends. Because let's be honest, man. Parents don't parent the exact same way no more. My mother raised me differently. But no way in in hell would I be... Would it be okay for me to do a game called Ding Dong Ditch as a kid going door to door, playing this game, knocking on people's doors, and running away? It's fun. My mother would kill me because she was telling me that this is dangerous. What you're doing is fucking dangerous. You could get hurt or killed. But this is why these kids are not using good discernment, making good judgment calls, making the right decision. This is why, man. So if you're a parent again, man, make sure either if your kid is, is on social media, you be nosy. But based on studies, they have suggested that Children should not be on TikTok, on any social media uh, platform whatsoever. So this week, the biggest story uh, in politics was uh, the Supreme Court uh, overturned uh, the Roe versus Wade. So this has to, to deal with abortion. So you always hear the catchphrase, my body, my choice. But the history does not show that. Okay. Go read the book. War on the Week by Edwin Black. Again, War on the Week by Edwin Black. And you will understand abortion and how it works in America. Everything goes back to eugenics. The eugenics program that was founded right here in America, that was adopted by Germany, the Nazis, what they used against the Jews. Okay? Abortion is a form of sterilization. That's what it is. It's not about my body, my choice is to make sure in America that women on the bottom of the totem pole, the lowest of the low, to be more specific, women that's our minority, to make sure they're sterilized, to make sure they can't reproduce and have offspring. That's what abortion was. It was never about my body, my choice. That's simply a political catchphrase now to sell something, a idea, a narrative that's not true. Go read the book War on the Week by Edwin Black. It's a chapter in the book about sterilization in America and how that works. Abortion was a part of this. It's to control the lowest of the low, lowest population to make sure they don't reproduce or have offspring. 
once again, thank you for being able to tune in and listen to my podcast. No one watches regular news. Stay tuned for another episode.